welcome to All's Pimentos Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm talking with Carlin from the band Iron Tusk. Iron Tusk, that's it. And you guys are right from Alberta. Yeah, we're based out of Calgary, but we all uh, are from the the local First Nations surrounding Calgary. Oh, that's so totally cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So my guitar player, myself a guitar player, Ty, we're from a First Nation called Sixaga First Nation, or the Blackfoot First Nation, and our bass player, Will, is from the Sinkana First Nation. And I re- that reserve is just pretty much bordering Calgary, so we're all, uh, I guess, quote-unquote indigenous well, that's fucking cool. You guys are the first uh, indigenous uh, dudes on the podcast. That's fucking awesome. Oh, wow. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah man. No, your uh, your guys sound like we were just talking about you guys. What your sound is? I think it's like sort of like it reminds me of like '90s like uh, hardcore like punk rock, if you will. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have a lot of influence from like that era of music especially like the grunge scene you know just loud guitars obscure drums obscure vocals but also like you know being growing up listening to punk rock and just being exposed to different kinds of music at that time you know me and the guitar player ty we grew up together we're actually we were neighbors and uh just childhood friends and but we're, we, we're both the same age and we just you know, just our love for music is it's kind of just grown into this band as well. So yeah, I know. Um, when I was listening to it, and I was listening to it for the past couple of days, um, there's a lot of uh, '90s grunge influence for sure in, into the band too. And I think like you don't get that a lot in new bands right now. Our story is is, is like other bands. Like you know, we we jammed in a garage every day after school. We you know. A lot of trial and error, just just learning as we went, and you know we didn't have access to money or recording gear, so a lot of it was just jam as much as you can, try not break your instruments, and you know when we were old enough to get jobs and everything, we were able to you know sustain ourselves as musicians. So it's kind of one of those, you know, we've been like we're both thirty, like I mentioned, we're both thirty-one. I think we started playing music together when we were like fourteen, and you know it just it's it's so cool to like be able to. You know, perform with a musician who you have a big close connection to. Yeah, yeah, that's how I put it. Yeah, I know it's um, and it fucking it rips too. Like it's fucking heavy, dude. Um, that's really good. Um, but uh, so what? What we? What would be your influence? You know, I was always drawn towards uh, bands like. I mean, obviously, so, okay, uh, let me just back up. So growing up on a reserve, First Nations Reserve, uh, you don't really have access to uh, going to shows in Calgary. So everything I heard was like from the local college radio station or whatever it was like on mainstream radio. So like I'd hear like a song from like Metallica or Nirvana and those songs really stuck, stuck with me and like, you know, a lot of people in my community were very into, like, hip-hop music or country music. I just never really got into that. So, like, when you hear songs like, uh, smells like Teen Spirit or, um, I don't know, uh, Enter the Sandman by Metallica, that's kind of what really uh, drew me towards that style of music. 
And as I got older, you know, I was able to start going to concerts in Calgary, punk rock shows in Calgary. Like, I remember um, me and my, my friend from high school, we hitchhiked to Calgary to see, I can't remember who it was. It might have been, I want to say it was like, no offense or the, the descendants. It was like 15, 16 years ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it just kind of spiraled from there. It was, it was really, uh, it, it just kind of developed into a life of its own. And as I got older, you know, leaving the reserve and going to university, I was getting, getting more uh, connected with like the local music scene in Calgary and just really expanding my horizons for music. Uh, and mind you, our reserve is about an hour east of Calgary, so trying to like get a ride to Calgary or like hitchhike to Calgary, it was an adventure within itself. That's fucking cool, man. Um, yeah, I know. I've seen The Descendants and No Effects a bunch of times. They're really good bands, too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that uh, final tour from No Effects. I'm not sure if it's their final tour or not, but I mean, I'm, I'm stoked either way. Are you going to go? Yeah, they're, they're not coming to Calgary. They're going to Edmonton, so... Edmonton's about a three-hour drive from where where I live, so it's, it's worth the trip. Yeah, for sure. I've seen no effects a bunch of times. We're going to this show in uh, Montreal, actually. Um, we got some uh, big things happening on that weekend out there in Toronto, but uh, we're going to check them out in Montreal. Hopefully the lineup's fucking killer, though, too. Um, so you said you guys are recording a new album, too? Yeah, so we've been working on, like, we were, uh, it's funny because our last EP was out released like right when COVID hit. Yeah. And we had like, it was funny because we had a tour booked. We hired a, we, helped, we hired a publicist. We, uh, had all these things going for this last EP. And then we just got hit with COVID like, like everyone else's. So we really had to take, take advantage of like doing everything online, doing everything digital, and, and like to our surprise, like we actually were able to sell a lot of albums online. We were able to ship a lot of merch throughout North America. Like we have a lot of uh, a lot of supporters and friends down in like the New Mexico, Arizona area. There's a huge like indigenous metal and punk scene down there. It's it's actually really amazing, and our hope is to make it down there sometime soon. It just whatever is happening down that way, it's it's so. Uh, so revolutionary and a lot of a lot of young people a lot of just a lot of people that are uh, from the reserves down that way are just so drawn to metal and punk rock so i think uh that's one of our main priorities is to try to get down that way uh, the navajo nation have like a metal fest and i remember like seeing like testament play there anthrax play there Fuck, I love just, anthrax. It, yeah it's so cool to see what's happening down there and that's like what we want to try to do on our reserve is to get get a lot of bands to come through our nation. Uh, I'm, I'm actually a, a festival director for a music festival that's been running for the past nine years. It's called Moments Fest, and uh, it's a two day all ages music festival that we host on my reserve. And like we've had like we've had uh, Daglo abortions play. We've had like uh, a single mothers from Ontario. They they played. Um, Eamon McGrath, he's played Cancer Bats have played a reserve. So it's just been like uh, through all the connections I've been able to make, uh, I've been able to book some amazing bands to come play a reserve. That's fucking cool, man. Uh, so my question to you that is like, is it hard to get bands to the reserve? Like, do they have to 
Um, is there any rules or regulations that they have to follow, or? Uh, it really just boils down to availability and uh, just planning. Yeah. For the most part, a lot of a lot of bands are avail- like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of bands are out there touring, and I get a lot of emails about availability or space for a venue. A lot of what we do is very DIY. Like we don't have a solidified venue, so if we're to like rent a hall or any sort of space. Telling us to bring in the PA system and everything, you know, do up the flyer and just really uh, promote it. So it's it's something like I've been doing since same thing since I've been since I was a teenager. Very uh, DIY focused, very very you know like punk rock and yeah. And my reserve my reserve's been very open to that and like you know there's no restrictions to come into the reserve. It's it's a social event and it's been really uh, to see where from where it started to where it is now. It's been it's such a, I, I don't know, it leaves me speechless because it's something I've only dreamed of. Yeah, and also, like, that's fucking cool, too. So it happens every year, too, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. so, like, the, this past year, we had it in uh, Labor Day weekend, and we had, like, 40 bands play, and it really, uh, yeah, it was such, it was a great success. Like, we had camping, we did camping for the first time, uh, we, we ran two stages, and... Yeah, it was just it was just uh, a great success. Like we have a very strict like no alcohol yeah. policy. Just you know, just to be respectful to the nation, but you know, to promote wellness and uh, everyone is really respectful. Like there was no incidents. Everyone was very, you know, very uh, very happy to be on our land, and it was it was such a it's it what drives me to keep doing it. That's fucking cool, man. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that you actually did that. That's fucking wicked. Um, yeah, well, I also, I also played a punk band called uh, No More Moments, and uh, yeah, that's my, that's my other band. So. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you uh, do you focus a lot more energy on uh, Iron Tusk or No More Moments? Uh it's it's split because, like, if I'm doing a release for Iron Tusk, I kind of, you know, want to book tours around that or no more moments vice versa yeah. uh no more no more moments like we're on curse blessings out of toronto there um, oh no shit eh? yeah, yeah 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 so that's our label and uh <clears throat> actually we just did a lot of touring this back in 2023 we're actually we were in we were in ontario we played uh waterloo played ottawa and we, we actually went to montreal as well so uh yeah we're actually working on new new material we we have some new members and like, like, yeah, No More Moments has been a long-standing band, but uh, you know, I, like, No More Moments is fast hardcore punk. Iron Tusk, I, you know, there's elements of metal, elements of stoner. Yeah, I told so you, it's, like, really- it's almost like uh, t- uh, Iron Tusk. Like, that's how I sort of describe it. Like, how there's elements of hardcore punk and there's elements of stoner metal, but there's also elements of doom metal too. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. fucking right, because I'm into that too. Um, I didn't know you played in No More Moments. It's crazy. Because um, recently I just had the Slime on uh, the podcast. Uh, and they're on Curse of Blessing Records as well. Well, when we were, uh, like, during during like those, uh, those peak years of COVID, there was a little window where we were able to fly out to Toronto. So we flew out to Toronto, and we flew out to... Yeah, we flew out to Toronto, and we... Uh, played the bovine and we played oshawa as well with the slime and uh mall crimes 
and it was such a it was an awesome weekend like we made we made so much friends out there and it's just it's it's a very it was very uh very different from what we're used to in calgary so uh it, it was it was a great experience and like i mean i hope to come back with both bands because i just i love playing that area and i yeah. love uh, i love the community out that way and toronto you know toronto is one of my favorite cities country yeah i know um it, there's a pretty big scene uh, out here in toronto also in um also in uh where, where i'm located like center wellington like guelph and like even hamilton too there's there's quite a bit of a big uh, punk and hardcore and metal scene if you will um so what else, so if i was are you listening to anything new right now you know i've been actually listening to a lot of uh I don't, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't say new, but like just looking at listening to a lot. I'm listening to the new Alkaline Trio. Have um, they released that yet or no? They they put out three singles. Yeah, and, uh, it's been on repeat. I love them. I love those new songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I love, I, I love this band. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think Matt Skiba. I think Matt Skiba's back. To be honest with you. Yeah, um, yeah. I think. Um, he had a downtime there for a while, like he wasn't doing too well. Um, but uh, apparently, like that's my most anticipated album of uh, 2024 is the new Alkaline Trio. Um, but I also love all the oh, stuff he did with Blink too, though. Like, and everyone. Oh did, yeah. Like I don't know. No, I I'm a big Skiba fan, and like you know I I was I was a huge. I love the work he did with Blink as well, and I was. Uh, you know, I was happy that he, he returned back to Alkaline Trio because, I mean, that's been a band I've been listening to since high school. And, yeah, and um, it's crazy. I'm, Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to go see them in uh, March in Vancouver with uh, Drug Church, who's another favorite band of mine. I love, I love Drug, Church. Drug Church. Yeah, they're really good, too. They're fucking, they're rocking as well, man. Um, yeah, I know when, uh, when he left, uh, when he, uh, I guess uh, when Tom came back to Blink, I was actually sort of, sort of PO'd because like I really dug what he was doing with Blink-182 you know um, I'm a big Angels Angels and Airwaves fan too oh so. there you you're the first one on the podcast oh there you go <laughs> but mind you just going back to Alkaline Trio like Blink's new or Alkaline Trio's new drummer is Adam Willard Adam Willard's like one of my favorite drummers so yeah well you I, would I, I don't, yeah. With you being a drummer too, like Adam Willard, like he's um, and he spells his name A T O N, doesn't he? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, because he uh, he was in uh, The Offspring for a bit, and then he was in Against Me. Um, I think he still sort of is in Against Me, or um, or her. He was, uh, doing, he was he was filling in for the Bronx as well, and the Bronx is one of my favorite bands too. So I think he's a really good. Uh, a really underrated drummer, if you will, when it comes into the scene, like punk rock, hardcore, that, like that whole scene. I think he's probably one of the most underrated drummers that there is because the bands that he's played with are fucking phenomenal. And it's really cool that he hasn't stayed with one band just because of the fact that, you know, if someone needs someone to fill in, he's there, right? Yeah, he's like the go-to drummer. Mind you, he got into like a motorcycle accident a couple of years past, so... I'm glad it wasn't serious, and I'm glad he's he's back doing what he loves. Yeah, I know. It's um, I totally forgot about that too. Uh, here's a question for you: um, okay. What do you think of the new Blink One Eight Two album? 
you know what? I haven't put a lot of time and effort to that record. Not not because I, I, I guess, I. So I was supposed to go see them back in uh, June with Turnstile. Turnstile's one of my favorite bands. Dude, I gotta show you. Okay, go ahead. But I was up in uh, I was up in none of it playing a gig with my band. But anyways, yeah, it's it's it hasn't like it's not like one of those must listen albums for me. And it's not because yeah. I don't love Blink. It's just. I don't know. There's just other music out there that's really been uh, appealing to me. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Blink too. I think Blink and 182 is fucking cool. Um, I, to be honest with you, like, did we need it? I'm gonna say no. Um, like, I listened to it and I gave it a shot. And there's maybe two or three, two or three tracks on there that are kind of decent, but it's, uh, it's a really drum. Backing uh, album, which you appreciate too, because you can hear Tra- you can hear Travis on it pretty pretty fucking well. Um, it's a decent album, whatever. Um, I think the new Green Day is going to be ten times better than that one. Um, but that's all the uh, what do you call it? Uh, that's all the mainstream stuff too, right? We were uh, we went saw Blink One Eight Two last summer. Was it last summer? Yeah, last summer. And Turnstile was supposed to be on the bill, but I don't know what the fuck happened. But they never showed up. That's a bummer. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen Turnstile, and that's the reason I was going to the show. <laughs> well, the last time Turnstile played Calgary was, I think, in 2013, and it was to, like, 100 people, 150 people. Fuck, and now they're playing, dude. now they're playing stadiums and arenas, and I just love it, – it really warms my heart to see a band who has grown so much and who has worked so hard to get to that point. I mean, that's, that's all you want to – do as a musician is be able to play in front of more people and larger crowds but just to see the work they've done and the composition of their last record is uh, 10-10 my favorite record fucking unreal dude I think like and I would go like this too like um, they would probably be one of my top five bands right now because anything they put out just turns to gold Um, and uh, hopefully they come back through Ontario again because I would fucking love to see them um so when when do you think the new record's gonna be done for uh, Iron Tusk? Well, we finished all the tracking last week. We had some uh, some like overdubs, reamping we have to do. Um, we're gonna be getting it mixed in the next couple weeks here, sending off to mastering, and then uh, we definitely like we believe that this is a record that needs to be pressed on vinyl. So we'll probably sell. We're gonna probably self fund it ourselves. But we're gonna definitely shop it out to a few labels, see if there's any interest. But at the end of the day, it's a record for us. It's a record that's been, you know, the last the last couple of years has been hard for us. You know, uh, just a lot of personal struggles, a lot of uh, grief and loss. You know, battling with different different kind of things that you know things we just musicians deal with and things in life that happens. You know, like myself and. Uh, all of us in the band, we've lost close family members. Um, oh, I'm you know, sorry. Just yeah, just battling like depression. The, you know, yeah. m- you know, on a personal level, like relationships falling apart. It's been it's been a real it's been a real intense couple of years for us. So a lot of that anger, a lot of that energy we had, we put into this record. So it's a real it's a real personal album for us, and it's it has elements of like 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 I mentioned, like just a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of, like, just frustration. Um, 
so you'll you'll hear a lot of that that angriness in, in this new record and there's no work there's no name for it just yet we're still working on that but a lot of like what we do as a band has a visual a visual element to it so we like to work with a lot of artists within within our area or i mean we're not limited to anyone but we try to like be like our music and our art are kind of go hand in hand so if you look at our, our instagram page you see a lot of the artwork we put out for shirts or whatever we really collaborate with our artists and so trying to capture uh, a feeling for the artwork on this new album is going to be tough for us but we're working with a cool artist and like like i said this whole this whole record it's very meaningful to us so a lot of growth a lot of uh trying new things um you know production was a main priority as well like i mentioned and it's a uh, it's an album we believe that everyone should hear and uh you know through uh the work we put in over the last couple of years as a band we're gonna do everything we can to get it out there you know i'm not sure how much touring we're gonna do but i know we wanted to get out to toronto montreal that area um so before you and i were talking before i pressed uh record um we were talking about where you guys were recording the album tell me a bit about that yeah so ocl studios it's um just outside of calgary maybe about 15 minutes out of calgary it's on an acreage um it's like uh yeah, it's a really an amazing facility. There's like three different studios in the building. Uh, it's a residential facility, so there's living quarters for the bands that can stay there while they're recording. Uh, a lot of a lot of really amazing bands have recorded there. Actually, I was looking I was looking at the the wall of records that were there. So like Chicks Diggit have recorded there. Choke has recorded there. Um, a, a bunch of a bunch of bands. Um, a bunch of Canadian bands. Uh, the console, it's a it's a Neve console, so it's like that console off Sound City. Yeah. And just a lot, it just and they have so much gear there. It's unbelievable. Like the the amount of access I had to drums was was amazing because there's like seven, eight different drum kits I could use. They have like a wall of snare drums, cymbals, everything. So. It was really, it was really awesome to kind of explore different sounds and different tones for my drums. And so you guys are doing, you're saying you guys are doing the new album there. And um, uh, what's the other guys? What are the other bandmates think about the uh, studio? Well, it was, it was very, uh, it was, it was such a, I guess you could say a breathtaking experience because, like I said, we were so used to recording in basements or bedrooms or diy spaces it was it was definitely uh it was definitely a step up for us and we just soaked it all in we were just we just embraced what we had and like you know didn't waste any time we're like we were yeah we like i spent three days just doing drums because i i told the producer in the band i was like i want to i'm always rushing recording my drums i want to spend at least three three to five days recording drums and that's what we did is we got got the drum sound i wanted Guitars, bass, all that—it all just came together really well. Cool, cool, man. That sounds fucking wicked. Um, glad you guys are doing it. Um, is there uh, anything else you guys want to? Anything else you want to promote on the pod? Yeah. Uh, so we're working on, uh, like, like I said, the new album's gonna be a bit, be out. We're hoping we're shooting for uh, summer twenty twenty four. Right now, we're just, you know 
getting ready to get all our mixing and mastering done. Uh, we're looking at a few shows here in Alberta. We uh, we do have a show coming up next Sunday. It's in Calgary. It's an all-ages show uh, for this festival called Big Winter Classic. It's a festival that happens in the middle of winter in Alberta. Uh, it's been going for about five years now, six years. And uh, it's, a, it's a free all-ages show, so we're very excited to play play that uh we're playing with this band they're actually from your area uh, uh pew 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 is that how you say it pew, oh pew pew pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah yeah we're, op- we're opening for them so we're very excited yeah they're they're gonna be on the podcast hopefully soon and reaching out to them yeah that that name pew 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 i believe it's a star wars reference <laughs> yeah it's i was like when uh, we got we got announced for that show. I was so stoked because I've been a big fan of that band for a while, and like they're on a lot of the playlists I listen to. So I was very stoked to, that we got to add it to that show. So who uh, who does all the artwork for uh, Iron Tusk? Yeah. So um, right now, like we try to do like uh, different. Uh, we try to work with different artists, and we try to do like seasonal releases of like merch or different artwork. So. Um, the last couple designs we did was with a, an artist. His name's Ryan Costell, okay. and he goes by he goes by Noodles Art on Instagram. And he uh, he's a local punk rocker. He's been around forever. He plays in a band called Death Knell, and he also uh, played a bunch of other punk rock bands over the last fifteen years. Uh, just an amazing individual. Um, when I described to him what we were looking for for the, these art these art designs that he did for us was able to capture the concept and uh yeah because the uh the album artwork is fucking amazing yeah and that was done by a a fellow named uh chris zachko and he he's uh he had painted that he had painted that record that record cover and uh same thing we just gave him an idea and he ran with it and he's done he's done mm. amazing work for a lot of bands here in calgary and he's, he's such an amazing visual artist as well Okay. He's also a local musician. He's also a local musician in Calgary. Oh, really? That's totally cool, man. Um, so what you're going to do right now is you're going to give me all the socials for the band. For sure. Yeah. So uh, Iron Tusk Band Instagram, uh, Iron Tusk, I think Band Facebook, Iron Tusk Six 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 Bandcamp, and Spotify, Apple Music. You can find us. Just, just type in Iron Tusk and. All our socials are there. We don't have Twitter or Threads. We're not that cool, but Instagram's kind of our primary. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only social. Avenue. That's the only social network you need. Yeah, uh, yeah. Other than that, yeah. I mean, come if if we're like I said, we're working towards making our way out that way. We definitely like we uh, we play like my other band played Waterloo, and we had such an amazing time out that way. So I definitely want to do like an Ontario tour, maybe somewhere in the summer. Yeah, man, that'd be totally wicked. Um, I, I can't wait to see you guys live, too. Um, so, anyways, uh, thanks for the chat, dude. Stay on the line. Yep. And uh, we'll go from there. Sweet.